Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Nobody Panic. Have you graduated or have you not? I'm just straight in. In. Look, uh, this is about graduating and you're welcome even if you have never graduated. You're just welcome. You're always welcome. Don't feel you have to leave. There'll be some, as ever, just absolute classic gags. Um, Stay I'll for be the whipping gags. out some jokes. But yeah, we've sort of called it the graduate wasteland, which is quite scary, but also because I think it just is scary. Even if you are doing a graduate scheme and you're like, I've got my life sorted out, you're still like, oh, oh no. I'm now out of education. Mm. And also, there'll be lots of people listening who are like, well, I didn't go to university. And that's fine. We just thought, lots of people asked us um, about it. Yes. So we thought we might as well. Like, we did one on, um, we've done one on things that I haven't done. So, you know. Everyone. Stop being so mean about it. Just because you haven't gone to university doesn't mean everyone hasn't. I think it's there are some similar feelings, even if you have just left education or you know the the feelings are there. Mm. Um, I felt very passionately about this one. Have done for a long time because mm. I think <laughs> I think it's one that absolutely nobody tells you. Yes, they try, it, but they don't really. I don't think they even. No one even tried. Well, there were those graduate fairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just gave you a pen. I mean, I took a pen, and I have so many pens. I didn't listen to anything they were saying. They gave mm. me some sweets, some Deloitte sweets. And That's what I, I mean. They're trying, but it's half-assed because it's only about like specific things, like yeah. schemes. And you're like, well, what if I don't want to work at Deloitte? So there's no. After I took their pen and their sweet, I was like, there's absolutely no chance I'm ever going to work at this. I don't even know what you do, Deloitte. You financial. I still don't know. No, no idea. My friend works there. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they got got in by the Swedes. Yeah. I'm sure it's a wonderful place to work, but they, um, it's some kind of financial advisory, I think, or scheme or bank. Could be a bank. Could be a bank. I don't think it's a bank. Uh, But I was like, it's obviously not for me. I don't even know Mm. what you do. (laughs) Yes. And so there was no. Very savvy of you. Thank you. There was absolutely no help if you weren't going to do the law conversion or do a graduate scheme or, you know, something very clear that was yes. at the graduate fairs. Or like teaching or something. Teaching, yeah. like those are the very clear steps. And if you didn't feel like any of those were quite right, you burped. I just burped out there. I'm having <laughs> yeah, but you're propping them to the side. So, <laughs> um, you, yeah, so like they were there to help you into your next, into your job. But what was not there for you at all was anybody prepping you for what it was going to be like. Psychologically, psychologically mm. to leave because you've been through education for such a long time and you go through you have terms and exams and then you go up a year because the passage of time has moved it couldn't be more of a meritocracy it's like I work hard I get grade I don't know why you're talking like a caveman but you, we are and then I, just, I, I move on meritocracy is such a nice word it is isn't it meritocracy mm. and does it mean you rise through you through rise merit mm. Mm. good Please carry on your point. There's such a clear thing of like, I work hard, I get this, which means this. Yes. And then when you, uh, all of that disappears and is taken away, you're then cruelly left to realise the fact that um, that just isn't how life works. Sadly, sometimes it does. Sometimes you work really hard and then you get what you want immediately. Sometimes you work really hard, then you don't get what you want, then you don't, and then you don't, and then you don't, and then you do. Sometimes you never do. It's a very tricky life we all are having. And I think (laughs) you just need to... 
you need to be prepared a little bit more. Yeah. Rather no, than just like, yeah. off you go. Off you go now. You like throw your hat in the air and you have these big talks, you know, leaving high school, leaving thing, leaving university, these big talks that say like, go into the world, like become you, who you're meant Whatever to be. Whatever you want to be. And you're like, who? How? Who? Hello. Hats. Hi, oh, what? <laughs> so just keep this hat in the right. You have to give it back because you rented the hat. I hated that aspect. I, was, I, I had a fake scroll as well. Yeah, there's bullshit in the pictures. You... I never got my degree. They never sent me my degree. I don't know if I've got my degree either. Mm. Should I make you one? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Done. <laughs> Anyone else wants one? Let me know. Um, they don't... You've been through your whole life, your whole waking conscious life, you've been in a place where someone said, draw a picture. The best picture goes on the wall. Mm. Do this exam. If you can get the right marks, you can have a sticker. Every day someone gave you an activity and you tried to do it and you understood the rules. And you can definitely think the rules are bullshit. Like, I think the exam system in this country is fundamentally oh flawed and yeah. it's hopeless. And the further away you are from it, the more you're like, we shouldn't have done that to the children. Yeah. What a mistake. I think when then going into the world, there's no, you're like, but where are the quizzes? Where are the activities? Where is the term time? Yeah, I did a really good day today. Nobody's given me a grade. No one's given me a grade. <laughs> Does anyone want to grade my day? I think I still have that really hard that I want someone to give me a grade. Oh, God, yeah. I'd love that. I'd love a grade. It'd give me real impetus right? just for everything. And you could go up or down a grade. You could understand how to do it better. Because it doesn't. It feels like there's no sense of how do we do this better? Where are this, where's the rules? Where's the past papers? Once you get into like a career job or just any sort of job, mm. that sort of starts to happen again. You'll start to recognise things. Like So a promotion is just basically getting a sticker again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a pay rise is getting a, a sticker, sticker, but you get to buy a house maybe after it. Yeah. And like workplaces often have incentives to just make their workers feel better mm-hmm. and feel like they're doing a good job. And you have like regular check-ins every year. Nothing's when I as good as a sticker though, is it? No, I just want stickers if I'm honest. I found that kind of quite useful when I was working in an office and I thought that was like quite a nice because you were working towards something and it reminded me of being at school but in between my first job I did an MA immediately after university so basically I just stayed in university longer because I was frightened Um, and also because I wanted to train as something and then I had two years of no job so yeah there was two years between my MA and my first like job and it was fine when I got the job Mm because then you feel like you're ah finally I've arrived I'm part of society yeah yeah the bit in between was hell like it's just it was just absolute hell. I didn't know what I was doing. It's yeah. just, and it's so terrifying. It's awful. And you feel like everyone else is in this club that you're not in. They're not in the club. And also you constantly feel really old. Like immediately you're yeah. like, oh, I'm, well, I'm I'm probably past getting a job now at 22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Soon. Well, I'm over the hill, so I'm never gonna, I'm Which never gonna again. hilarious now that I'm, you know, the much, thought of meeting much older. Now who said... Well, I'll never go to They do sometimes. When I used to work at the debrief, there'd be like work experience people and they'd say like, oh, so I'm, I'm a little bit old. And you'd be like, well, how old are you? And they'd be like, 23. And I'd be like, jump out the window. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, you're never, unless you're like 78 and you're interning, I'd say, A, good on you. B, yes, it is quite unusual. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you're here. But anything under 78. 77, you're a spring chicken. Absolutely fine. But 78, yeah. get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Um, so we're going to dive into that hellscape, oh that wasteland, that abyss. And we're using very dramatic language here, but I, I stand by it. I it do. Was, it was quite bad in It there. was quite bad. I did have and a nice time. it's not something that people, I think, ever talk about enough. Certainly not while you're in it. It was like, it was no. genuinely hard. Like now we're all sort of okay to laugh about it. 
But at the time, it was hard to find the jokes because (laughs) it was all a bit mad. And then also everyone's kind of trying to sound really professional because you have this like fake it till you make it. So whenever anyone would be like, so what are you up to? I'd be like, oh, you know, bits and bobs, um, got some stuff on the go. Like had nothing on the go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a few things. Got a few fingers and a couple of pies, actually. And and by that I mean, I've actually got an actual pie. (laughs) Can you help me? I got heavily into jam. Did like you? Making jam. Making jam? Yeah, I was at my okay. uh, living at home and my dad would go to work every day. He was furious with me. Because of all the jam. Because I wasn't, wasn't leaving and he like, couldn't comprehend how I was in this house still. Understood. And he was so cross with me. And also he was retiring that year. And I think he was so angry that he was like, why have I still got a job? And I just like, made a lot of jam. You just sold the jam. Yeah, that's the thing. That's exactly what he said. Mm. He was like, why haven't you got any business acumen? And I was like, well, not, not everyone has business acumen. No, I think that's I, the thing. I certainly didn't. I was too busy drawing strawberries on labels. I would say that is a skill that maybe you still don't possess. And that's a good <laughs> thing. I think it's a positive thing. We don't all have to have business acumen. Like, I think you could have no. lots of amazing ideas and then you would team up with someone and that I'm would like, be able Hello? to make your jam into a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's as you get older, you accept like, cool, like I'm probably not going to start a business single-handedly. That's not like no. my skill. But you found all your other skills. And when you're like, you know, tossed out into the graduate wasteland, nobody has told you your skills other than like, you've got this degree and you're like, great. So actually quite actively, how can I... But I, apply that to anything yeah but in a real way I suppose I should be like Richard Branson and then like not everyone has not everyone is like no, Richard Branson no not everyone can be Richard Branson I'm oh certainly not. god so, let's, let's circle back in circle back in what's your adult thing of the week my adult thing is oh two god. nights ago I was like feeling quite sad and then I, was, I thought what do people do when they're sad well I mean people say that like I don't know they bake and stuff and I was like I'm not gonna bake and then I realised I had everything for banana bread so I baked oh. and I made a banana bread and then I ate the whole banana bread and it just really made me happy was it delicious? It was absolutely delicious. I put in way more sugar than they said and more bananas you and must. it was acceptable. Like, because if there was any less sugar, it would have been rubbish. My mum got me this wonderful present for a couple of Christmases ago, which was all of the old recipes used to make me when I was little, like meals oh and stuff. Oh my God, written down? Not only written down, scanned in a book that she called a Harry Potter spell book. And so that it was like oh potions. God. And so all of like the pastas and things. So when I'm feeling sad, and um, she got one for my sister as well. So whenever we're, they we're, we're feeling sad. Um, yeah, because they're from her notebook book all the scanned in from like recipe books that she's torn out and whatever it's really adorable and so when we're sad me and Gina will make the pasta salad that my parents used to make whatever just to like make us it's so great but now I've for the first time got my own one that I sort of because it's I've got your own recipe your first banana bread because I modified the Sainsbury's one. It's not the same one. Stevie's banana bread. Yeah, it's got you chocolate in it. You could be on those um, Tesco's food love stories. Oh my God. Sarah's say sorry spaghetti. Say, say sorry spaghetti. And <laughs> in her say eyes, sorry, Sarah. In her eyes, you're like, what did you do, Sarah? What, you- <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? It looks like she's shat also, on the couch. there's no one else in that, on Pit- that billboard. So it's like she's killed all her friends yeah, and she's, she's saying all sorry alone. about making herself like, spaghetti. sorry with spaghetti. It's, I find them so stressful. They are stressful. Um, but yeah, so that was my, my adult thing. Oh, I'm, well done. Which I think was, I was very happy about. What's yours? Mine is that I rent a car that's great that's you, pretty you can big. drive that we should make that i can clear. drive yeah i yeah. just got they let me have one it's outside i've never rented a car in my life and when people say they rented a car i'm always like mm, sure like a house yeah to like, to a landlord? how did you do that you know i've absolutely no concept of how that would happen i went to a 30th birthday party in the south of france oh, Woo! that is good that's very adult as well very adult already very grown up but that I was just invited, so I can't really take any credit for that. Sure. It was in a very, very rustic, but fantastic, her grandma's old, old 
French like farmhouse Ooh, with an outdoor toilet. So oh, like wow. real rustic and everyone like chipping in and then a beautiful outdoor dinner. Aww. So nice. In fact, I talked about it ages ago about me booking these multiple flights because yes. they were so cheap. That was the other adult thing. And I felt so great about it. And then took this flight, then was getting, didn't want so anyone I to- took the car. <laughs> so I drove. To, didn't want, <laughs> I booked a load of flights and then I thought, you know what would even make this better? If I drove. <laughs> No, I had, I had the flight. It got yes. in quite late. Yes. I didn't want anyone to have to come and get me. So I rented a car. Was this like a spontaneous thing where you got into the airport and you were no, like... No, no, no. I okay. had thought about it. I did it a, a week before. Imagine if I'd done it in the airport. That would have been insane. Just like... Just, I wouldn't have... Other uh, side of the road and all that? Other side of the road. All right. All I felt right. so grown up. My one misstep, and you've got to have one. Mm. Ryanair sent me an email being like, do you want a car? And I was like... I do. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. And then it was like 50% off these cars in the gold car section. So I thought gold cars, well, they must be the best cars. Oh, dear. And they were like nine pounds a day. And I was like, very reasonable. But these like, I was like, I paid 20 pounds for a car. Uh, got there. And obviously gold car was like the shittiest section. Right. They were like the local car with like a hand-drawn paper sign that said gold car. Right. And then like Hertz and Aviva and all the like, professional ones and then you pay the nine pounds a day but then you they they're like you have to pay this enormous insurance premium and everything so i did get a bit stung but better that than dropping it off with like a tiny scratch and them saying you owe us two thousand pounds i think excellent yeah. learning curve you've got to learn Absolutely. and you've got to learn on the job otherwise you'll always think the gold car is the best car <laughs> i would have said it was right yeah. i didn't What's know better than gold well done you know what isn't about renting a car <laughs> what graduating it certainly is not. It's not about that. So I did a tweet today. Mm. Um, that's the end. No, I did a tweet about adult. asking people, thank you, asking people about their advice in terms of surviving that graduate wasteland and a lot of people being like, oh my God, I really need this in my life. And before I go into like the good advice that you all rose to the challenge with, which you absolutely did, and thank you so much for everyone that tweeted. I will try and get through as many as possible. There was a PR company, there's like a traveling company that I won't name, who got in touch being like, traveling is a really great way to prepare you for jobs and really helpful to do when you graduate which I like us to send some research over and that in a tweet was exactly why I found the graduate wasteland so difficult the idea of like well the graduate wasteland's not difficult if you can just go traveling because you've got the money right like, yeah, and I yeah, think, yeah and I'm also not shaming anybody who's got money and can go traveling that's wonderful but that's not quite the same as being in London with no money and yes. having to be a waitress and like not knowing what you want to do with your life yes. you could do that in India and that's um, obviously comes with its own challenges yeah sure. the traveling thing and absolutely you hit exactly the nail on the head that everyone's like well why not just go yeah like, just go just take a year just, just go. take a year out, babe. Just and you're like, oh my god, out. like just regroup in the like Italian you. Dordogne. Just go. <laughs> and I think, like, wow, that is an excellent idea. And if you have the money, do it. And have the money, do it. But also, even if you do have the money, I did do a gap year, and I worked for six months of it. I worked in Canada for six months, and then I went traveling for the other half. And so I paid my, but I did pay for myself all the way around. Yeah, yeah. And I worked all the way around. Gap year is very it. different to traveling after graduation. And then people said, like, why don't you go and work abroad and whatever? Go if you haven't got anything else to do. Why don't you mm. go abroad? And I felt like, even though I was like, yeah, why don't I go and just work somewhere else? It felt like I. I was still running away from the problem. Yes. That was to me. So I think the traveling thing is this huge... Oh, see, I didn't even think about the work aspect yeah. of it. I think, like, if you are genuinely I was completely like, a, a, adrift or you've got, like, decisions to make, university was incredibly tough, I just need some time out and yeah. you can go and work somewhere, then, like, I guess, yes, that is actually a really good option. I meant more of just, like, oh, I'll just spend loads of money and go walking around South Asia. Yes, and I think even if someone had given me the money, this, I'm just saying, like... I agree with you. If someone had given me the money to go to South Asia and walk around it, 
I wouldn't have gone because I would have been like, I, would, I knew I'd be putting wa- stuff I would off. be walking, being like, why am I walking? How can I possibly have a good time? Yes. Because I think when you go before university, you're like, I'm doing this thing and I'm going to go to university, so I'm trying to get in as much as I can, and you feel so excited. And then going afterwards, you just feel like, what am I doing? What's this? What am I doing? Yes, I agree. I think you kind of. It feels like a waste I'm only putting of it off, almost. and when I go back, I'm only just going to yeah. have to be doing this longer, do, and yeah. I've lost a year. But then it is tricky if you don't know what you want to do at all. Yeah. That is really hard, but you should still, maybe a good tip is to still immerse yourself in something that keeps you connected to the world. Because even if that is going home, you're still surrounded by people that care for you, love you, and you can chat to about like career options. You can can apply for jobs at any point if you want them. Whereas if you're in Thailand, sure, you could probably get a career in Thailand and maybe it becomes like your thing. You're probably not going there for the job opportunities. So it's, it's good to kind of keep yourself plugged into stuff so at least you feel like you're doing something even if that thing is just sitting on the sofa crying and eating crisps every day which is kind of what I did yeah you made a lot of jam I ate a lot of crisps we got some good tips this is from at Claire E. Lowe and she says Hi Claire. She just says, just do something, anything, so you don't go insane. I worked in a charity shop. Downside was that I kept spending money. And obviously, if you work in a charity shop, you are often volunteering, so you mm. don't get make any money. But she got some ace bargains from the students who had moved out. And also, I suppose you feel like you are part of the world. You are functioning and you're keeping yourself active so that you're open to thoughts and ideas about what you actually want mm-hmm. to do um jenny mullinder said make sure you give yourself some dedicated time and space to look for jobs in your field and your dream career even if you need to take that job in retail or admin or whatever if you're still working towards your goals you'll feel less disheartened about it all which i think is a great thing so i made a really bad mistake when i was doing mine which is where and it's not a mistake to do this sort of job, but for me it was. I did um, waitressing, which meant that I was doing, I don't know, like maybe five shifts a week or whatever. And those shifts would be, in the week, they'd be quite late. They'd go on really, really late. Mm-hmm. So um, And then I'd be fully exhausted the next day, so I couldn't really do anything. And then um, you'd work like all weekend. So I felt like fully isolated from social occasions. And also I didn't have the energy because it's such a physical job. I didn't have the capacity to do an internship at the same time because I tried and I would just fall asleep. So it was only when I quit doing waitressing and I started doing another job that was, I worked at a cinema, which was a lot more chilled out, quite boring, Mm. But it meant that I had space to, around that job, do stuff that was helpful for my career rather than my temp job become my entire life. I basically just like lost my way a bit because I was like, well, nothing's happening in the journalism thing. And I've just been made supervisor at this restaurant. So, (laughs) but I hated it. So like, I think... Were you the supervisor? At one point. I have never excelled to supervisor. Once of those wedding people I used to work for for years and years. And then we like got there once and... (laughs) They said, oh, we haven't got a manager today. And then they were like, um... And I was like, so clearly the most senior. But I've been there for so long. And they were like... How many toddlers are it's like, um... Is it is it pose poppy? Is what your name? Poppy? And they're like gone on her like second day. Like you're in charge now. And I was, I was like, they're like you're a loose cannon. You can't be left in charge. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's fine because again, if that was your career and something that you really wanted to do, that would really stink. Yeah, we're stung quite. It's stung at the time, but it's stung at the time. And then looking it's back, now as I'm telling it, no, it shouldn't because you didn't have a passion for it. I was it. bad, and also I was bad, and you were bad, and I kept giving away free stuff on the bar. You've immediately come to the the issue. Yeah, and if, you, if it was your career, you you would have maybe not done that because you would have been so eager to get stuff right and so be. So yeah. interested in it. I just, yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Arthur Thomas also had some good tips that I thought was good. Uh, One of them was be flexible. If your dream job isn't available, think about the skills and experience that would be required for your dream job and find any job that helps you build that experience. That's a really nice way of of looking at it. Like the one of the massive steps between university and having a job I found was that when I whenever I did work experience I was so terrified of offices like I found mm. offices really it was like when I was little and I'd go into pubs and I'd be like this is the grown-up place yeah, yeah and you think that everyone is like everyone knows each other and everyone knows a secret thing that you don't everyone knows that you're not supposed to be there and yeah, the yeah, difference yeah. between those two I think can be bridged by doing temp jobs receptionist jobs jobs that deal with the public jobs that you won't realize but they're actually equipping you to um if that's a word to deal with problems and in a professional way and like those little things that will give you more confidence so when you're actually in an office you won't be like <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, you won't yeah. realize but I think like being a waitress did help me uh, interview uh, members of the public when I went on to be a journalist because I had spoken to them and I'd also had mm. them shout at me and I'd also like known what to do if someone had you know thrown the drink everywhere or whatever you just yeah. you become more chilled out like take, mm. taking bookings on on a phone makes you able to talk to people on the phone yeah 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 which is a terrifying skills thing. everywhere oh Stevie once I got sent home for back chat oh did you yeah there's a lot of memory surfing sitting here about, about how bad I was as a if waitress. it makes you feel better I was a supervisor in one restaurant but the restaurant before that I got fired um, because I screamed at the manager and called him a misogynist <laughs> and I left like mid shift he said I had an attitude problem so like I think <laughs> they said I had I kept tucking my my tea cloth into oh, yeah. my apron because I thought it looked trendy. Yeah, sure. And they said, stop doing that. And then I said, that's absurd. And then I put it back in again. Then they sent me home for back chat. <laughs> it's like being at school. Yeah. Very much. My sister used to do it as well. And she said she always pretended that we weren't related so that... <laughs> people wouldn't she wouldn't be tarred with the same brush because oh, no. she was she was always so good at her job she was a supervisor <laughs> your little sister was a supervisor yeah great well she was good and really sensible she didn't ever give away the free drinks she was but i'm sure amy has things that she that Absolutely. you do that she, she wishes she you like yeah you know there's all skills everywhere there's skills not everywhere. the same skills i think a very good point what's this nice gentleman's name arthur thomas oh arthur lovely name arthur i was just thinking that because I, I really did apply for some absolutely insane things head um, of bafta head of bafta was one of them and I really it was to organise the BAFTAs and I was like I'm oh gonna... you're not joking no I'm not joking you applied to be head of BAFTA 100% that's right. not a joke oh I, I've thought the whole time that you were joking no 100% this true. is absolutely brilliant. I haven't got any imagination so it's all just real things <laughs> okay so I applied to be head of BAFTA to organise the BAFTAs a bit, a bit of context uh, what were you doing at the time like just what... graduated living at home making the jam Right. I was every day. anthropology. With my anthropology, my total rubbish degree. You couldn't do anything with it. I couldn't go and do any research. or There was nothing you could do with that. Probably being an academic. Be a problem being an academic. I was like, I'm not going straight background to being an academic. And 
I was on sort of all those websites like mil- mil- <laughs> Milk Round and like yes, Manny.com and um, Mon- Ideas Tab mm. and all those sort of. Oh, I think all of those have gone under now, possibly. which is really sad. But like all those places that you would go and look for jobs and they would have different things would pop up every day and then you'd apply and like thousands of people would apply. And one of them was literally to run the BAFTAs. And I was like, I bet I could do that. Like with a thing in my ear, calling it, doing the seating plan. I was like, yeah, I really did apply for that. And then my dad, you know, would try and coax me down to be like, maybe stop applying for these like extremely senior head positions. No one's going to give it to you. And I think you get in your head that you're like, I don't want to, you know, work in the bakery or do reception yeah. or do any of these things. I want, I have dreams. And you're like, sure, sure, sure. And no one's taking those dreams away. You just have to do a bit of time at the bottom of the ladder now and yeah. like start here. And yes, I'm sorry. And it's rough. And like, you just have to make the tea for a bit and don't get yourself downhearted that this is forever, which I definitely did that. I was like, well, this is, well, well I'm just make the tea forever. I'm I have a lot of friends that all my job. have in creative industries have um but i think it works for non-creative industries as well have felt exactly the same as you in terms of like well i'm not doing that like well i've i'm beyond that because maybe they've done like extracurricular mm. stuff at uni that they've like maybe been the editor of a paper or they've yeah, and then, been and the, the editor of telegraph yeah and you're like <laughs> no even just like the features writer and you're like mm. no still you have to go right in right yeah. at the bottom you have to intern being at the bottom rung of, of the ladder it's horrible you feel very worthless and kind of small but it really does help later on i think so much so much it makes you a, a much better person there are so many things that were not nice to go through at the time like working your doing having to work through university or pay for yourself through things that you were like well everybody else doesn't have to do it but it gives you such a it's you know a bullshit about being character building and you're like oh god they yeah, were right like, they were right that's i mean like because pe- people say like getting bullied is character building and you're like no it's not but that is like yeah. I think that you learn about money you learn to not take things for granted a little bit more yeah. and sure maybe in like 20 years time if I'm like loaded and I'm like arriving on a spaceship then maybe you know I'll forget those humble I messages. don't think you ever will because you won't ever you, you oh, for example <laughs> sometimes you demand good service in restaurants but right. you are never dismissive or mean or horrible to people because, yes, because I when, remember when, when it's, it's like. in you, you that never goes away you never forget being on that's the bottom that's true so you're never you sort of got to be the bottom rung more tips oh this is this is really nice because i think one thing as well that people don't talk about enough is how gross job hunting is when you're in that situation yeah. like like you're saying you kind of go like because you don't know what sort of jobs to apply for so you end up applying for head of bafta maybe you don't listening but tessa does and then but certainly jobs that are out of your remit and then you have to kind of the act of scaling down is so depressing so, yeah and then it becomes when you don't i remember i didn't get a job once i can't remember what the details were but i remember being so depressed about it because i was like a monkey could do that job. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even get that. And it's not that, it's because so many people have applied for it. It's not them saying, you're sh- so stupid, you can't even get a job in a bar. No, it's, it's, it's not that. Thousands of people applied and it happened to go, it prob- that's the thing that I think we should also discuss is it probably went to somebody's nephew. Like the oh, amount of times that, that, that jobs just get put up publicly because they like have to legally yeah. advertise them, but actually it's already been given to somebody. And so you put your sort of whole heart into trying to get something and it's it's not you don't get it and it, you know it was already the job was already yours so which don't take is that on why board. you shouldn't isolate yourself yeah. you should try because what i found um from talking to people um who've gone through this as well is that like so when i did my journalism ma the actual ma itself i don't think got me a job i mean it didn't absolutely at all the what got me the job was the people i was i was in the year with mm-hmm. 
I, I stayed in touch with just because I was like, I'm so lonely. And we all hung out a lot. And then, so then when they got jobs and then a position came up in their company, they'd be like, oh, Stevie'd be good. And that's yeah. how I got my first job and my second job because someone was like, I'm leaving. Would, would you like to do it? Or I can't do this. Would you? And that's also how, as a freelancer, that's how I get jobs um, is that someone else can't do a feature or someone like recommends me for something. And I've got my sister job yeah. and everyone just passes it along. So the nepotism starts to work for you. And I think I was so incandescent with rage at this whole nepotistic world because I was like I don't know anybody and so this is awful but actually you will know people yeah so try yeah that's the thing isn't it you fight it so much at the beginning because you're like well I haven't got an uncle who's so and so yeah uncle so and so uncle so and so and you're so angry that you haven't got the uncle but someone else has you will be given things and offered things and you know it will start to work for you because you're a nice person yeah people will say oh this person is great and once you're in the game like those things will start to happen and that is what nepotism it, it's nepotism is quite an ugly word but like that is what the whole game is and we're it's like so networking isn't it's it? networking Oof. we're so desperate with you know of this vision where we didn't have to do any of the ugly stuff we didn't have to promote ourselves and we didn't have to like try and sell yourself you just got like you just got picked and and passed along and you didn't have to do anything ugly but actually it's all quite ugly it is all quite ugly but it also means that like stuff will come from the stuff that you don't expect so you just have to keep going I think it doesn't matter what you're doing just keep going forward it doesn't matter if the next step looks really bleak and you're like I don't want to do that don't question don't try not to side eye as much as you can even though it's impossible and then stuff will happen yeah it took me a long time I remember with just with journalism it took me a long time before uh, anything came from anything I was doing. But I do remember there was like a whole year where I was just writing for these free blogs and sort of writing my own blog that didn't do very well. And nobody ever paid me for anything. I never got anything from anything else. And uh, But I sort of just kept going. So I was like, well, if I stop, then I'm, I've literally failed. And my parents have put me through this MA, which I'm still paying them back for. That, And I've, fa- I've failed everybody. So I, I had to kind of keep going. And then I just remember like a year in, which is a long time when nothing's happening just when I was sort of like I'm gonna have to do something else uh, one of my friends was working for this career company and they were like oh they need like a blogger to uh, write like these money saving blogs mm-hmm. for like 10 pounds a blog post and I was like oh my god I'm getting paid so I did it for like 10 pounds a blog post did like one every two weeks and then from that someone else moved across to something else and we're like oh Stevie d- does these blog things for us so oh, maybe yeah. she could and suddenly I started to write for places that were a little bit more but it was so incremental and so small that at the time I felt like I was making no progress at all. But when I look back, it was lots of progress over a long period of time. Yes, when you look back, it's this very, very clear like stepping stones. Yeah. It's like, of course, it makes so much sense. But when you're, that's the thing, the light only shines backwards. Like at the Always. time, it's just like absolutely pitch black in there. You just have to say yes to everything. You just have to say yes to everything. And no matter how shit this job sounds or they're like, come and do this for a month. And you're like, mm, that sounds dreadful. A hundred percent, it's not for that. It's for th- something three steps down the line where someone who worked with you at that is like, oh, they were fun. Like, Yeah, and that, that still happens and that's now. Still, yeah, and that's... that will happen for the rest of your life. And you just have to realize that that thing, you do it, you do it not for it for itself but for a secondary thing that you don't know what that is yet yeah so there's a lot of sort of faith involved basically it's just you have to leave the house um no one is ever going to come around to your house and give you a job and give you a job and no matter how much i thought that was going to happen while i was making jam (laughs) hey i couldn't help but notice that uh, i could smell jam yeah Uh, no one's going to run your jam empire for you while you just sit there drawing strawberries i wish they would I wish that too, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> One day you will have a jam empire. Um, Alex B says um, that contacts were key for me, at the very least, to give you an idea of how to build up your CV. Actually, that is a thing that you can do. If there's somebody doing a job that you think is quite cool, 
I've done that before, email, just go for coffee or just email them for some tips or ask them if there's any kind of work experience going in, in their company. Mm-hmm. Nobody hates getting those emails. Like mm-hmm. I used to get those emails as well. And like, I'd be fine with being like, cool, I'll just, you know, when I was working in an office, I'd ask around and try and help people out and stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, someone, uh, Sean Brett here says, um, ignore social media and do nice things for yourself and remind yourself that everyone goes through it. Because I think that's, um, yeah, she's currently technically in the barren wasteland and she, she said it's getting boring. And I think that's the thing. We're talking about it in these kind of big like hyperbolic terms also it's just crashingly dull yeah every day being like right what we're we gonna do today mm. i was just Nothing. thinking then about sorry so much coming up for me here yeah <laughs> guys um no i was just thinking then about how boring it is and how like you've just got to do something else and how what a massive sort of chip you have on your shoulder yeah. when you're in it because you're so cross with people i did this telesales job for the post office and um again Asked to leave. Because <laughs> <But, laughs> I, I was actually the supervisor at yeah, the post you, office. Yeah, <laughs> my supervisor and I was too chatty. And I kept ignoring, I didn't do all the full questions when they're like, would you say it was A, very satisfactory, B, unsatisfactory. And I didn't read them out. I just said, what's your experience like? And then I just made, yes. made it up. Right. <sighs> Reprimanded in the kitchen. And um, I remember then some a friend, um, also an acquaintance, saying like me sitting at a party and being like oh apparently you're like working for the post office and which technically was true and I just couldn't I couldn't laugh about it I was so that friend is a dick yeah that friend is a dick but also I was like I was so deep in that I wasn't able to make any jokes or be able to laugh at the situation or be like yeah yes I am I would be like haha I'm doing this job at the post office wouldn't mind making some money nice to be out of the house because I did I was doing that phone thing job for that fantastic tutoring company the other day and I was like having a lovely time thrilled to be here <laughs> you know, when yeah. you when you feel all right in yourself, any job is absolutely fine. But when you you're like, no, it's not the post office. Shut up. I think the kind of social media thing is an issue because people tend to brag about their first jobs yeah. because they've been in the wasteland and been so sad. Yeah. They finally get out and they've they've been hurt by other people bragging about their absolutely. jobs. They're like, it's my turn now. Me. So so blessed to have got a position. Oh my god, Tatler. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. work so hard for this. Dreams do come true, guys. Stay in there. And that's thing like people leaving <laughs> the wasteland. And being like picked up come by the, back into the swamp like, get back in the swamp <laughs> at least we're all in it together yeah, yeah. When, when people start leaving the swamp it's that's so a, stressful when people that sad. were in the swamp with you that you were like you know in the trenches you know having a pal in there when they yeah. do leave the swamp it's like okay and th- so just try and be nice on your way out of the swamp if you are going out once this girl put on Facebook um Went for this job at, I think, like the National Opera House or something. Went for this job at the National Opera House. Didn't get it, of course, in which case you're like, oh, oh. right on, girl. And then she put, instead, they made a totally new position just for me and gave me that. And I just remember being like, Bleh. Oh, my God. There's no need, There's for, no that. need for that. We didn't need it, a plot. We didn't need a beginning, no. a middle, and <laughs> end. We didn't need a, a twist. It's like, what? And I know it's so... Uh, much for you you're like I want to tell everyone the plot everyone must know the journey tell your parents tell, tell your, your friends all your actual friends already knew that as exactly. an announcement the only people who are, who didn't know are the people who are going to be hurt by it because they're exactly. like yeah, well, I haven't got a job and I'm on Facebook at four in the morning Yeah, it's so sad <laughs> I basically exclusively went on Facebook sort of between the hours of two and five just to look at what everyone else was doing because in, in, yeah. in the day I was really like no don't look at it don't look at it and then obviously breaking and being like I'm looking at everyone who was on my MA and all of their jobs and they all, they in my head, they all had jobs. Of course they didn't. Yeah. You're just looking at the ones that do. Because the people who don't are not coming out of the woodwork. We are in the swamp. We can't do Facebook statuses about how, how the we're in the swamp. Is. Because no one wants to know about that. No one on Instagram is putting about how like they didn't get out of bed today because they got rejected from a job that was like entry level and they're 25. 
also it's worth saying that the goalposts have changed so what you're comparing yourself to is a generation above you who had it better actually I don't think had it better just had it a different way so had they would way for sure. they would start earlier go in their jobs for longer um, there were just more graduate jobs out there they were just yes. more available and yeah then, you know we're and just more, more people now want to do creative stuff and the creative path is always going to be harder than the, than the non-creative path too and you can do anything you like so why would you go i'm only going to do this one thing like you will probably be kind of going well i could do this i could do this i could do this i've had to pick the right one like yeah. there's a lot of stress there that's and that's the thing i think that we don't talk about as we don't talk about as millennials but like is underneath a lot of our millennial issues is this you can be anything yeah like, that we got told so often and then when you realize when you're like well did i fuck it up because i can't yes. seem to do anything and i had a, yes exactly yeah i've tried loads of things and none of them have worked so obviously i can't do anything yeah which and is you, but you absolutely can it's just harder and and though sometimes it will feel like wouldn't that be easier if they just said you'll work uh, here till you're 10 and then you'll go work down the mine and yeah. you'll be like well at least somebody made the at choice least, I know yeah at one point you do, you do just want like a voice to fill the room and go do this and, and you're, you're like, like oh my god yes that is my path and um, one thing as well I won't scream this but I will like reiterate it and I want you to like chant it to yourself you're not too old you're not too old to do anything like you're not on a time limit you're not going to die at 30 you've got all the time in the world you have got so much time like my mum went to university when she was 38 retrained as a um, interior designer she got her degree when she was 40 or 41 and then had a whole secondary career between 40 and 50 you could do anything you like this is just your first go at it so this, this wasteland you're going to pick yourself up out of the swamp and have your first go it's like the first wave yeah and then after the first after that wave has died down you might decide you don't like it then then second wave comes. you've got yeah. as many waves as you like until in, those, you die. Like, in those articles where they're like what was your first car what was your first job no one ever says my first job is the one i am in now and <laughs> it was wonderful it and has never changed it has never changed and i love it and you know Bye. all the interesting people did hundreds of different things and so just you know realize it's your first one rather than this huge like well this is the job and now everyone's judging me it's like it's just your first job like just yeah. get in there yeah and it feels so easy and i know we're literally shouting down to the swamp which when i was in the swamp and anyone shouted anything in i'd be like get you don't get to say anything if yeah. you're not in the swamp yeah. and i remember having this crying on the phone to a man doing this newspaper article about how tough a time were the graduates having it and I was being interviewed and he made me count up the numbers of cups of tea I'd made that year <sighs> and he put a little graph in the newspaper and then I cried I was at my grandparents house and I cried and then my granddad cried because he was so sad for me Aww. and like didn't know how to help you know because we're yeah. such a what an enormous gulf of like I don't know what you're going through and um, I remember the man on the telegraph saying well you know you'll be all right, to which I literally screamed, how do you know that? Yes. To which he's obviously like, I can't give you any more emotional help. He was like in his 50s. And then he said, well, the thing is, you know, lots of people are in the same boat. And I was like, and then I said, very pithy. Yeah, but the boat is the Titanic. Very good very stuff good, for yeah. me. And so I know it's so unhelpful for someone to say like, it is going to be okay and you are going to get out of here. And I know it sounds like flippancy and nonsense, but like but it you isn't. are going to get out. We are out. screaming it because we know how it feels. We are just ahead of you in the swamp. And yeah, you, when only you look, just. I've still got swamp water on Oh me. God, we're only still ringing it out. Um, <laughs> That's why all this comes with so much emotion. I wanted to say that as well, Becky Ramsey tweeted us because she's got a blog called Filler Chapters and it's filler... Um, hyphen chapters.com and she wrote it when she was um, really 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 lost after graduation and it was a, her means of like trying to find kind of positivity have a look at that and also I think in general finding positivity 
within the wasteland, within the swamp, mm-hmm. is so important. So for me, it was like, even when I didn't have any money at all and I, and I didn't have any time, I still found time time to like see friends and go out. I'd try not to miss birthday parties and I'd basically like make sure that I still went to stuff because I didn't want to be by myself yeah. in, my, in my room. And I think um, if, if being by, by yourself in your room is going to help you, then absolutely do. But that was my thing to kind of, kind of get yeah. some positivity going. And try going. and get a swamp pal if you can get a swamp pal so someone who's going through it together and so yeah. you two can talk in the corner and steal all the food from the buffet because you're so hungry and oh my god yeah i remember that you can be a pal yeah be pals together. you can do it you can get out of the swamp and you will get out of something you just have to keep trying just the moment you stop trying then you know how can you expect any, anything to change so you just have to keep trying give yourself a lot of love don't beat yourself up and um lie at parties if you need to i went to my lie night my grandma's 90th in the car on the way there i said to my family i was like just so you know everyone um i will be an architect at this party excellent and then all these old people being like and what do you do me just confidently telling everyone i was an architect great lie lie hard lie you can do it we fully believe in you and um hopefully that was in some part helpful um if you have any more tips do tweet us at nobody panic pod and if you have any ideas for future podcasts email us Nobody panic podcast at gmail.com. Also, our, our personal like vibes are like at Stevie and the SSF5. And mine's like, it's like uh, at Tessico. Something like that. So it's, like um, totally, yeah. it's fine. And yeah, have a lovely week, guys. You can do it. You go, Swamp Monster. You go, Swamp Monster. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.